Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series addressing everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but were afraid to ask. Dean, a few weeks ago at M&M's Consulting Annual Compliance School, you shared some thoughts with respect to enterprise risk management and climate change risk. Can you share some of those thoughts today on this evolving issue? Len, I'm glad you brought this up. Seems like every day I turn on the TV and we're faced with another event which appears to be associated with climate change. Whether you believe in climate change or whether it's real or not, the regulators are starting to look at it very closely. And you can expect some sort of regulatory movement headed into 2022. And I'll just add parenthetically that I have been getting more and more inquiries about climate change and climate risk and models, et cetera. So I think you're totally right. So if you could further educate the audience, exactly how has climate change found its way into financial institutions? Well, climate change obviously has many impacts. And we all hear about the increased frequency and severity of natural disasters, rising sea levels and greater temperature volatility. These types of climate risks impact financial systems by changing the value of assets, the cost or availability of liquidity or credit, the access to risk management uh, and risk mitigation instruments and operational losses. Climate risks also have a risk to the economy, which will which we all know impacts financial institutions. These such things uh, in employment, production, service provisions, they're just a few. Uh, we've recently seen similar impacts to the economy and financial risks as a result of COVID and supply chain, uh, employment and production uh, issues. Uh, it is these parallels that financial institutions now need to consider. It's important to act now uh, as climate change isn't gonna wait for us. The longer we wait, the bigger the, the change we'll face in the future. I know uh, being proactive towards these risks certainly seems like the best approach, but have regulators outlined any regulations on climate change that a banker can look at as a guide? I, I look into the crystal ball all the time and hope for that uh, in, in some cases. Uh, and here's one case where I wish that was uh, 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 evident that the regulators would come out with something. But uh, at this point, the regulators have not implemented uh, any regulations. There's a lack of official guidance on the topic altogether. The most significant regulatory guidance in the U.S. comes from an October 2019 San Francisco Fed who published 19 separate papers warning on the economic risks associated with climate-related crisis, as well as an October 2020 letter from New York State to federal uh, uh, regulated financial institutions signaling the importance of the issue. In all cases, regulators have expressed the need for the banking industry to act and embed the management of climate risk into their enterprise risk management frameworks and processes. And I can tell you that when they mention this many, many times at various conferences, then it's on their radar screen. So they better do something fairly quick. 
Yeah, it's kind of a funny situation. You know the regulators are expecting something from banks, but since they haven't clearly articulated what that something is, leaves everybody in this great guessing game. And mm. you know what you're talking about is all great information, but where would you suggest that financial institutions begin on this topic? Well, as I mentioned before, in, in based on the guidance, the, the very little guidance that's out there, climate risk should be incorporated into the overall enterprise risk framework, better known as ERM. Risk arising from climate change have essentially two basic channels, the physical risk and the transition risk. Physical risk is the potential for losses or as climate-related changes disrupt the business operations. They destroy capital. They interrupt the economic activity. It refers to the financial impact of a, of a changing climate, including more frequent extreme weather events, gradual changes in our climate, as well as environmental degradation such as air, water, land, water stress, deforestation. Those are the types of things, those, those physical impacts on us. The transition risk is more policy-driven, policy-related. is the potential for loss resulting from a shift toward a more of a lower, lower carbon economic uh, policy. Uh, the Paris Climate Accord is an example of that. Um, this could be triggered, for example, by a relatively abrupt adoption of climate environmental policies, technology progress, or changes in market sediment and preferences. The two basic channels have potential impacts on both the economy and the financial systems. So incorporating it into the, our overall ERM framework does make sense, using what I call the, build, the building block technique to get started. Integrate climate risk into governance and risk management framework. So your risk governments, your risk management framework, your risk appetite, uh, the tone at the top, conduct climate risk assessment, the credit risk, market risk, insurance, operational risk, all of the various things that we typically would consider, invest in the necessary enablers to make sure that uh, we're getting uh, not only using the right tools, but we have the appropriate training, and that we're building a culture of compliance. Uh, build a consistent approach with uh, appropriate analysis and disclosure. Um, all of those things are extremely imperative, I think, and, and will integrate into the overall framework for ERM. Well, that's a great start, Dean. But do you have any specific action steps that you can leave our audience with today? Yeah, I mean, based on all the literature I've been reading, uh, you know, that that is out there. And, and in a vast majority of it, we'll tell you, uh, does come from the European Union who have uh, taken a very bold approach towards climate change, but um, ensure actionable strategy, it, 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 you know, throughout your financial institution. Uh, to be effective, this strategy needs to be incorporated throughout the culture, as I indicated before, um, in the infrastructure, establishing clear governance and, and ownership of risk with appropriate board oversight, assigning uh, responsibilities to senior management staff, as well as uh, the staff level engagement. So that plays into the training component. Uh, integrate climate into your risk frameworks by the analysis uh, should should uh, uh, be part of the life cycle of the organization, most notably risk identification and management, incorporating climate risk into that that overall uh, uh, enterprise uh, from a quantitative, uh, very quantitative approaches, your training and uh, taxonomies. Uh, risk monitoring, making sure that you're uh, completing or at least conducting a risk assessment of both those two channels I spoke of, the physical and transition risk, the impact on current climate risk mitigation and adaption uh, based on strategies, activities, reporting, um, including the role of the internal auditor, your external assurance to enhance the quality and reliability of external disclosures. 
engage your regulators. Uh, you know, too often we're, we're, we're afraid to engage our regulators or ask for advice uh, in, uh, that, that we're not going to get it. Um, uh, they oftentimes won't put things in writing. However, um, they do offer, uh, you know, some, some good advice um, from time to time that will help uh, shape uh, the discussion and, and what those uh, compliance initiatives could be. Uh, stress testing and scenario, uh, scenario analysis, addressing the emerging regulatory guidance, uh, industry best practices, the need for uh, climate risk technical skills, as well as the measurement approaches uh, and data requirements. Um, what type of uh, software are we going to use if we are going to use any whatsoever? Um, and then, of course, just like anything else, your third-party risk management, assess and monitor, monitor effects of climate risk on your third parties or your vendors, those that if impacted by an event could impact the financial institution overall. So Dean, um, you've given us a pretty comprehensive overview of uh, this issue of climate change and uh, how it can it should be managed by a bank. Any last takeaways before we close out today's podcast for our audience? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a, there's kind of an underlying or a, I call it a common thread that we see with these types of uh, uh, introductions into new risk areas. And and one of the things I found with regulators is that uh, they, they want you to be unique. And so financial regulators understand that each institution is uh, unique and will be affected by climate risk differently or in various ways. And that depends on the overall size, the complexity, uh, the geogra geographical distribution, the, the services and products that they offer. So it's not a one size fits all overall approach. Individual firms uh, in addressing in the complexity of the challenging issues that we're facing um, need to make sure that they've, again, stepped back what, what works for us um, in, in making sure that they not only identify, but prov provide the appropriate risk mitigation. Um, as a result, it will be important for each institution to take an approach that is in line with, again, the nature, scale, and complexity of their business operation and reflects the exposure to climate risk within their financial area itself. You know, I think this has been a tremendous introduction to the topic of climate change, which is going to have a very big impact in future regulatory compliance. Uh, and I know our audience has learned a lot from what you said. To our audience, we hope you did enjoy today's podcast and learned some important ideas. This is Len Suzio with GeoDataVision. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting saying thank you very much for listening to today's topic on climate risk and ERM. I hope you have found this to be very helpful. We're still learning, so stay tuned. We're going to learn more as time goes on. Um, and if you know of any other additional topics you'd like to hear us discuss in the future, please let us know. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.